0: Good evening, and welcome to Tuesday night's live service for Bright Temple. I pray that each of you are blessed on this evening, and I pray God's favor upon you, your household, your family, and all that are attached and associated with you. May I pray with you on this evening? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your people. We thank you for another opportunity to share your word with your people. Lord, Allow our minds and our hearts and our spirits to be open in these few destiny moments that we might be receptive, Lord, to the direction that you are taking us at this time. Let us be ready, Lord, as your spiritual GPS is activated and may lead us in a path that is in the opposite direction of where we're going now. But Lord, allow us to use our faith Lord, not our eyes, not our sight, nor not our own devices, not our own wisdom. Lord, let us follow the path that your word leads us on, that we might follow the direction that you have set for us, that we might find destiny, your destiny and your purpose along the way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Again, I pray that you're strengthened and encouraged tonight, and I pray that God's faith and favor are all upon you. And I ask that you join us in the word tonight. We have been sharing uh starting on this past Sunday, and I pray that you will check out our streams and look us up and join us and actually subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our YouTube channel, it's pretty simple. It's youtube.com forward slash bright temple. Again, that's youtube.com forward slash bright temple. And you can catch us on our streams there. If not, you can also look on our our site, you can look us up at bit.ly. That's b i t . l y forward slash Bright Temple, capital B, capital T. And that gives you links to all of our social media. And also for those of you who would like to stream us in the car uh, while you're on your way to work or while you're listening uh, by your devices, you can find us also on Spotify and Apple podcast. Just simply Bright Temple, but again, if you look for us on Bitly, that's b i t . l y forward slash Bright Temple with a capital B and a capital T. Uh, It will show you all of our links. It will show you our YouTube channel where you can subscribe and watch us and look at any of our old streams. And also, it'll take you to our Spotify or Apple podcast uh, channels as well so that you can stream the audio wherever you make, wherever you desire and listen to any of our audio streams on demand. But I pray that you'll listen to our message from Sunday and we started a new series called the relationship contract, the relationship contract. And we decided that in the next four weeks that we were going to discuss some of the terms that are relative to a contract in relationship terms. Some of the elements of a contract uh, in American law are offer acceptance and consideration. But prior to having an offer and acceptance and consideration, there must be some understanding and agreement upon the terms. What do the terms mean? On this past Sunday, we talked about some terms. The first term that we really talked about, and we were looking at Jesus and his discussion with Peter when Jesus asked him, Peter, do you love me? Well, what does love mean? And then also we looked at what does faithful mean? Or what does faithfulness mean? And tonight we want to discuss a relative to scripture, discussing a discrepancy of terms again, as we see in in the text. We want to talk about what does it mean to obey? What does it mean to obey, to be obedient, to follow? In other words, simply to follow directions. What does that mean to you? And sometimes people have different meanings for obedience or following directions or following instructions. As a husband, I can acknowledge that many times my wife has given me uh, a set of instructions or directions and I did not follow them. Maybe I did not understand why she was asking me to do such as a result. I I did not fulfill the task that was set out before me because what I thought obedience was, what I thought following directions were, was a little different than what she had set out or what she had understood when she had given uh, the instructions or we had had our conversation uh, prior to me attempting to accomplish the task. Having that understanding of terms is is so elemental, it's so important to having an agreement, to having a contract, to going forward in a relationship is understanding what these terms mean. When I was thinking about an understanding of terms, and I said we share that relative to Peter on Sunday, and again, I pray that you will go and follow and watch that stream. I began to think of another story in the Bible, in the Old Testament, relative to Saul and Samuel, and in that particular text, we find that in First Samuel chapter 15. Again if you'll go with us in the Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 15 and you will find this particular this particular scripture. First Samuel 15 and we're going to start at verse one and, and verse one of first Samuel 15 says, "And Samuel said to Saul, "The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now therefore listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they were come up out of Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have, all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul summoned the people and numbered them into lamb. 200,000 men on foot and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, go depart, go down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the people of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. All that was despised and worthless, they devoted to destruction. Note here that Saul... He decided to destroy everything except those things which were good, which was in their dere- dereliction of duty. It was not responsible to what God had told him through Samuel. God had told him to destroy all of the things. He just des- told him to destroy all of the people. Remember, see, also Saul decided to spare Agag, the king. That was not part of his instructions. God had told him to destroy all people, man and woman, male and female, and to destroy all the good that he comes in contact with. But Saul decided to spare a few of the things and he decided to spare particularly the good things. Those things which were worthless, he, he put to the sword. He destroyed them utterly. But those things that he deemed as good, he did not destroy. And why did Saul do this? Well, let's get a little more uh understanding as to Saul's thinking as we go further down in the text in First Samuel 15 and we'll pick it up pick it up a little around verse 20. First Samuel 15 and 20 we see and Saul said to Samuel I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Don't note, note this Saul is saying to Samuel God's prophet I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted to the the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. Note here that Saul believes he he truly believes that he was obedient to the voice of the Lord, that he did what God told him. Even though in our text, it marks clearly that God told him to destroy every person, man and female, and it told him to destroy everything. It did not designate whether it would be good or bad. But we get Saul's reasoning. Saul made a call on his own. He made a field decision, as some may say. In the field, he made a decision that was not in line with the instructions that he was given prior to going into battle. He decided that I can decide whether or not I save something or whether I don't. And I still feel like I'm being obedient to my, to the command of God. That's how Saul felt. He decided that in in, in his own course of action, his own rules of engagement, if you will, God's rules of engagement were to destroy every man and woman and to destroy all things that he came in contact with. But Saul made a decision while he was there that if I save some of these things, look, notice what he says. I can sacrifice the good things to the Lord. Well, Samuel was quick to respond to Saul. Samuel did not need extra time to respond as to whether or not Saul was was accurate or not. Saul said to him, he said, is it as, as delightful in the eyes of the Lord for you to sacrifice as opposed to be obedient? He said, obedience is better than sacrifice. He said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Saul may have imagined in his mind that I'm doing a good thing. I have decided and found, get this, a better course of action. Have any of us, any of you been there? And I know that I can only speak for myself, that God has given you a set of instructions. But instead of following them to the letter, you decided in the field, you made a field decision, you made a call and said, well, I think God would also like this i think that i have found something note this thinking i have found a way that is better than the instructions that god gave me i have found something better than the way of the instructions that god gave me and that and that seems uh in the in the eyes of in looking at Saul's story that seems ridiculous but many times we do the same things god has told us a a course of action He's told us exactly what to do, but instead we find a way that is more comfortable for us. Let's just be honest. We find a way that may uh, be less stress on us. We find a way that is less tedious to us. We find a way that is more comfortable with our flesh. And remember, we're always battling against our flesh. Our flesh is always is trying to have a say in what happens in our lives. And sometimes we find ways that is a compromise. We're compromising between what God told us and what our flesh desires. And in doing so, we're being disobedient. Maybe it was not your intention to be disobedient. Maybe it felt right. And we have to be careful about what feels right. Just because it feels right does not mean it is obedient. It is more important to be obedient than even to sacrifice. In those terms, that means that in sacrificing, you can do something that is harder than what God asked you. But if it's not obedient, it's not acceptable. I want you to understand that we can literally and this is important of establishing relationship with God and understanding the terms of that relationship. You could literally do something that is more strenuous, that is harder, that is more difficult. You could sacrifice something that is larger, bigger, more expensive to God. But if you do not do what God told you, if you're not obedient to the command of God, then it's worthless. It's useless. It's not what God told you. Let me give you another example that I, that I just I can just imagine and think of. Many of you are familiar with the story of Naaman. Naaman was a captain of the guard of the host, but he was struck with leprosy. And when he went to the prophet of God, he went there and he asked the prophet, and he wanted to find out how he could be made whole. The prophet sends his servant out, and his servant Gehazi goes out to Naaman and says to him, the pro- the prophet of god says you need to dip 7 times in the jordan river and naaman said well he, he began to think to himself and talk amongst his people his host and those who were with him his servants he's like are not the abana and the Farfa rivers aren't they cleaner than the jordan river and then his servant said to him the very thing that i'm mentioning right now the servant said naaman if he had asked you to do something that was much harder would you not try to do it he said he's asked you to do something simple why don't you just go do that which he has asked i imagine Naaman would have given lots of money and gold and given it to the treasury I imagine Naaman would have given many horses or even committed some of his men and commissioned them to help the prophet or or to help Israel. There were so many bigger things that he could have done, but that's not that would not have been obedient. That was not what the prophet who was speaking for God. That's not what God asked him. God asked him to do something simple. He asked him to go dip in the Jordan seven times. So, yes, Naaman could have went and given the prophet hundreds of horses. Yes, the Naaman could have gone and given the prophet tons of gold. Naaman could have gone and had them cut down trees and provide lumber for the prophet and, and given him servants, that more servants than he could have ever imagined or needed. And all of them would have been more valuable and more than what was asked. But because it would, those things would not have been obedient to the voice of God, Naaman would not have been healed. Naaman, he ultimately was healed because he was obedient in the simple thing. Yes, he could have sacrificed something greater. But again, obedience is greater than sacrifice. So note again in verse 20, when I tell you I was trying to give you a little understanding as to Saul's thinking, his thought process. Saul thought in his mind that it was okay to make a call like that, even though it was not obedient to the voice of God. He thought he was still being obedient. And sometimes in relationships, It's it's important to understand the terms. Saul simply did not appreciate the meaning of obedience. He did not understand how stringent it was to stick to all the terms that you've been given for you to be considered considered obedient. When, When Samuel approaches him, the prophet of God, remember God sent Samuel to talk to Saul after Saul was disobedient. When he goes to talk to him, Saul is like boastful. Saul is happy. Saul is like, Yes, Samuel, good to see you, brother. I'm glad to see you. And I want to let you know that I did exactly what God told me to do. I was obedient to the voice of God. I, he sent me on a mission, and I completed the mission that God gave me. And Samuel said, It's interesting, one of the more interesting uh, notes and in artistic uh, wordplay in the Bible. When he says to Samuel, When S- Saul says to Samuel, I was obedient. Samuel then says, what is the bleeding? What is this bleeding of the sheep that I hear? (laughs) In other words, he's making reference to the good sheep that Saul did not destroy, that Saul decided to keep. He thought it would be good to keep them. Samuel was like, if you were obedient, I would not hear the bleeding of the sheep in my ears. In other words, these sheep are crying out and the sound that I'm hearing is in pleading to me that you were disobedient to the command of God, that you did not listen to the voice of the Lord. Samuel, Saul thought he was being obedient, but Samuel called him on his disobedience. When we're in relationships, it's important to know what does being obedient mean? What does it mean to follow instructions and to have an understanding as a relative to God or relative to your partner, relative to your putative spouse or to your husband or your wife, there should be some understanding as to what exactly that means. In my house, we have certain rules and when we ask certain things of our children or we ask certain things of each other, there are certain levels of expectation. One of the easiest ways to be disappointed in a relationship is you if you ask your spouse, your loved one, your friend to do one thing with a certain level of expectation. But if they do not understand the level of expectation that you have and do it improperly, you're likely to get be disappointed. And you're likely to cause them to be frustrated. You know why they're frustrated? You're disappointed because they did not rise to the level of what you expected. And then they're frustrated because you do not show the same, uh, the amount of appreciation they anticipated you would show from doing what they thought you asked. Again, note this in this, in this story. Saul expected Samuel to be happy. He expected Samuel to rejoice with him. When he saw Samuel, Saul did not anticipate something was wrong. He, he approached him joyfully and gleefully. and was like, look, look, look what I did. I have King Agag here who I captured. Look at all these sheep and all of this good stuff that I preserved from fighting with the Amalekites. And Samuel was disappointed because he did not follow the instruction of God. So therefore, Saul is frustrated. He's frustrated because in his mind, he thought it was okay to deviate from some of God's instructions. Similar when we ask things of each other, let's make sure that we understand the terms. Let's make sure we understand what that means. That means, man, let me help you if the if your wife or if your wife or spouse, if she asks you to wash the clothes, what does that mean? It probably doesn't mean dump all the clothes in the washing machine at the same time. And then dry them all together, and then leave them on the bed. She probably anticipates that you're going to follow that you're going to have, be a little more stringent, relative, and and, and have a little more uh, have a little more understanding to washing clothes. She probably anticipates that you're going to separate the clothes by colors. She probably anticipates that you're going to wash the loads separately and and dry them separately. She probably also expects for you to note that items of clothing that should not be put in the dryer. You cannot dry everything. Let me help somebody this this afternoon. You can't dry everything. You can't put everything in the dryer. Some things need to air dry. So when she says to her husband, will you help wash the clothes? And he says, yes. So he goes and decides to dump all the clothes in the washer, wash them all at the same time. After they get through washing, he dumps them all in the dryer, dries them all at the same time. A few sweatshirts get shrunk, a few shirts are no longer the same size and stretch a little bit differently. Then he puts the clothes on the bed and when the wife comes home and sees them on the bed, and uh, they're jumbled up and some things have been stretched out of proportion and some things are no longer the right size. She's going to be disappointed, but he's going to be happy. He's going to be gleeful. Like, Hey, I did what you said. I washed the clothes, but then soon frustration will follow. The frustration is going to be his in that she's not going to be as excited as he is about what he thought he accomplished. And the frustration is going to be hers is that she did not fe- does not feel he followed her directions explicitly enough. Again, when we're talking to each other, when we're communicating with each other in relationships, just as Saul and God had a, just as God gave Saul explicit instructions and expected him to follow them, and then Saul found frustration when he thought he could make a call in the field. Similarly, when we relate to each other, let's make sure that we're fully communicating. Sometimes that means we, men, we need to listen more closely and more carefully. For sometimes for the woman, that means sometimes you have to spell out your instructions. We are not mind readers. Sometimes you have to tell men and treat us like we're children and give us directions step by step. And it's better, and that's better. It's better that you give instructions one by one, even if you need to list them out and write them down. You know why? Because if you give those explicit instructions, we're less likely to wind up disappointed. Because we will know exactly what is expected and what is anticipated of us. We have to be careful in communicating that we understand the terms of relationships. And these are things that you need to know early. These are things you need to know uh, for those who are dating. You want to know this before you get married. Again, let me say that you want to know this before you get married. You want to know uh, how if you understand terms the same way. You want to know if people can follow direction. Sometimes you can give them a simple direction and sometimes we need to be micromanaged. It's just a fact. Sometimes you can let us free, give us a simple direction. And all of us, when we're talking to each other, man to female, female to male, we we can communicate clearly and everything is understood. But then sometimes in, in different situations and in different tasks, we might need a little more micromanagement. You might have to explain things a little bit better to us so that we have some understanding. The husband might tell the wife, I want you to go mow the lawn. And she goes out there and gets on the riding mower and spends several circles around the lawn and uh, does not worry about weeding or anything else and does not bag the, the grass. And then the grass is everywhere. There's nothing bagged. And when she's finished, the, the, the husband comes home and he thinks the yard looks a mess and she is excited She's because she accomplished what she thought he had set forth. But there was miscommunication. There was not fullness of understanding. Let's make sure that we clear up those under misunderstandings on the front end by making clear what we anticipate, making clear what we expect. And in relationships, that is so important. There are so many re- relationships that fall apart simply because of a failure to clearly communicate, clearly communicate. Because sometimes people say, well, our relationship fell apart because of communication. Does that mean you weren't talking? No, not always. Sometimes you were talking, but you weren't understanding each other. And that's what happened here with Saul. God was talking through Samuel to Saul. He was talking. He was speaking to Saul directly. He gave him directions, and I feel he gave him very clear directions. But Saul felt like he could read things into God's instructions. And that's so important in our lives that we do not do that, especially relative to God. In our own relationships, yes, sometimes we might have a little leeway, but it's still important to make sure that we clear the lines of communication that we're talking about the same thing. Because, you know, you can be arguing. With your spouse, you can be arguing with your relative. You can be arguing with someone you're in a relationship with and still not be communicating. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you don't recognize the, the real reason that you're upset and you're mad and you're frustrated is because you're not even arguing about the same thing. Sometimes you're arguing about things that have built up over time. And because you did not address them item by item, you're arguing about something that happened six months ago. and And she's arguing about something that happened today or vice versa. And you're heated and you're exchanging words, but yet, because you don't understand the terms, you're not communicating just because you're talking. And I want you to get this just because you're talking to each other does not mean that you are effectively communicating. Again, let me say that just because you are talking to each other does not mean that you are effectively communicating. Remember, God talking to him was not Saul's problem in the text. It wasn't the, the problem. wasn't that God was not speaking. The problem was that Saul was not listening clearly. Saul did not, unlike David, have the heart of God. He did not seek after the heart of God, because when you seek after God's heart, you have understanding as to what He means. When you really read God's word and you listen to the minister or the pastor, or you hear people speaking, even on social media. Some who are listening tonight, and I'm not your pastor. You're just listening. <laughs> But even then, when you have an intimate understanding of God's word, you can listen to different people speak and yet stay on track with what God is telling you. Why? Because you understand God's word and his heart for yourself. You have an intimate understanding of his word. You can simply listen to other people and yet it'd be a blessing to you because you're going to allow it to fit in with the instructions that God gave you. And you won't allow it to lead you astray because you intimately understand God's heart. And the best way to do that is to spend a lot of time in God's word. And you know that God's word will not be contrary. It will not fail. So whatever you hear and whatever you're listening to, if it does not line up with God, then you know what you have to do. Saul did not know the heart of God. So therefore, even though God was speaking directly to him through the prophet, he was disobedient. And as a result of his disobedience, Saul, lost the kingdom of israel saul and his descendants unfortunately his son would never become king because saul was not obedient to the voice of god in all of your talking make sure that you're communicating in your relationship with god make sure you listen explicitly to what he has to say and in your communication with others make sure that you make the terms clear so that you're really communicating with each other Don't lose your relationship for failure to communicate. May I pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments that we've had together. Lord, we pray that your word has come to prick our hearts and lead us in the path that you would desire us to go. Lord, when listening to your word, let us be obedient, Lord, item by item to what you're trying to say to us. Lord, let us read your word enough that we know your heart Lord, that we know what you desire from us. And by having an understanding and a relationship with you and knowing your heart, Lord, we shall not be led astray by any word, but we will only allow the word to instruct us in the way that you would have us to go. Lord, make sure that our heart lines up with you and let thy word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. I pray that you were blessed by what you heard on this evening. I pray God's blessings be with you all through this week. And I pray that God, you have lived with faith, great faith and expectation until I shall see you again. Be blessed. I hope and pray that.